0: you're listening to transmission on four triple z amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of brisbane and beyond
1: yes woo, woo. you're listening to transmission on four triple z ah my name is ez i use he him pronouns I'm in studio with
2: Kai. Hi, I uh, use they she pronouns. How you doing?
1: I'm good. It is a rainy day.
2: It's a beautiful rainy day. <laughs> it's a beautiful rainy day. Sorry if you're stuck in traffic, but you know uh, it's all right. We'll keep
1: you company. Yeah,
2: we will. We will. Yeah. Um, if you're in bed enjoying the rain, then I'm I'm jealous of you. So
1: yeah, I'm I am also <laughs> jealous. <laughs> It's like the one day that we're actually like super busy and it's like, come on, could you have not rained on the day we were doing nothing?
2: Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh,
1: yeah, that's the way of things... Anyway, you're listening to Transmission on 4 Z. we're all about amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Mianjin and beyond. Today we've got a super epic lineup, obviously reporting the week in community news and events, but also we're going to have a discussion about transphobic dog whistling and what that means, what that entails, what that looks like, I am actually Pretty ignorant on the topic, surprisingly, for being the host of a trans show. So, good thing I've got Kai, uh, the wonderful co-producer of Transmission. We're going to sit and we're going to chat and we're going to talk about all things relating to that. Hopefully that's informative and educational for our trans listeners and maybe a little bit educational as well for allies. Maybe you can take something from this as well. Yeah! Later in the episode, we're also doing a debut of a particular song, a new EP from Isla Vardy. So yeah, stick around for all of that. It's gonna be a jam-packed episode, yeah. Ooh. What's first up? We're gonna do. We're gonna do yeah. some community news.
2: Yes, we are. No, actually, we're gonna do events. Events. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what I'm doing.
2: So coming up, we have Sex Fest, which is at the Fringe Brisbane Hub at 23 Manning Street in South Brisbane on Sunday, 6th of November, 3 p.m. till 11:30 p.m. It's presented by Tits Akimbo and Fringe Brisbane. A one-day festival with seven rooms and 50 femme and non-binary artists and experts giving you the sex talk you wish you had. We've got expert talks coming from sexpert and dear friend of the show, Sev Force, medical expert and LGBTQI plus health advocate, Dr. Wendell Rosevear, transsexuality with Evie Ryder, and a panel discussion with Respect Queensland. A whole lot of headlining performances as well, featuring MC Rebel Lions, Drag, Lord Severus, and Evelyn Eat dith, DJs Nisha Alexander and DJ Duchess, burlesque, music, comedy, play reading, cabaret and other.
1: Yeah. There's also going to be like some theater stuff, some spoken word stuff, and there's also going to be like a marketplace as well as a visual, a visual art display as well, including sex toy demos Ooh. and a heap of cool merch that you can get your hands on. So if you'd like to check out, yeah, Sex Fest, the links will be on the Transmission Facebook page at Very cool. Trans Radio with a Z. Yeah. Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, sure,
2: yeah, why okay. not? <laughs> um, Stargazers, so that's G-A-Y-Z-E-R-S, are going to be organising to view the lunar eclipse at Newfound Park on Tuesday 8th of November from 6pm. I Q A astronomers, fun, friendly and just a little geeky. The lunar eclipse begins at 6.01pm with a maximum duration of 3 hours leading up to 8.59pm. If you'd like to know more, we'll have the information on our Facebook page as well, at Trans with a Z Radio. Yeah.
1: They're going to be setting up at New Farm Park, I believe. And you can pop down and hang out with a cool queer crew to so yeah, check out the Lunar Equips. Yeah, it sounds
2: e- pretty wholesome.
1: It does sound wholesome. It sounds great. It's, uh, yeah, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday night, the 8th. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know about time.
1: Yeah, same. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> what we've got next. So, we're going into some news now. So, transgender activist buys Miss Universe Organization. So, I'm going to be reading from an ABC News article posted on Saturday, the 29th. Uh, Chakra Pong and Chakra Judith Hib controls JKN Global Group Public. Co Ltd and is a celebrity in Thailand who has starred in many reality TV shows, JKN said it acquired the rights to the Miss Universe pageant from IMG Worldwide LLC, a sports talent and events marketing company, which has held the Miss Universe organization since 2015 also former US President Donald Trump, was part owner of the pageant rights from 1996 until IMG's purchase. In a statement on Wednesday, Ms Ann described the purchase as a strong strategic addition to our portfolio. JKN, which is involved in content distribution, beverages, food supplements, beauty and consumer products, said the Miss Universe name will be used to promote its consumer products. Anne also said she wants to use the beauty pageant to inspire women like her, and to quote, It's a universal platform. I can become the aspiration for so many people, in particular women, plus, so they can transform, she said. Miss Anne has been outspoken about her experience as a transgender woman, and also set up the Life Inspired for Thailand Foundation to advocate for the rights and to dignity, as well as opportunities for transgender people. So that's huge. Miss Universe now has, yeah, a really cool leader at the helm. So,
2: yeah, that's awesome. I'm
1: really excited to see where this goes.
2: Yeah, mm, absolutely. Yeah, mm.
1: it's exciting.
2: Also, in community news, we've got Sam Smith and Kim Petras have become the first openly out non binary and transgender artists to hit number one on the Billboard Hot.
1: It's the Hot 100.
2: Is, is it Hot 100? Okay, mm, it's All Billboard right. Hot 100. Billboard Hot. 100. Not quite as
1: cool as the four Triple Z Hot 100. No, no, obviously.
2: Yeah, this is the US charts and Australia charts. So that's awesome. That's yeah. that's a big change. Good His- for them.
1: History making number one spot. Mm. So that's really cool.
2: Yeah, we've also had quite a few trans artists at the top of our you know album of the weeks and stuff recently, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I mean we've had June Jones, and then we've had. Jess War. Jess War. There's Guppy. There's also. Oh, gosh. I'm, there terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I should know all the people. I'm actually like floundering on my phone. To, like, bring I mean, up we've played now.
2: a lot of Platonic Sex. There. Oh,
1: Platonic Sex. That's the other one I was yeah. thinking of.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Selma Soul. That's who I was thinking of. Of course. Selma Sol up there in the top 10 as well. Yeah, super cool. Ugh, it's so cool. It's
2: almost like trans people are like, hugely talented and creative and have really unique stories to tell.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Mm. Who mm. would have thought? Yeah. Just people making good music. <laughs> Possibly better music than you. <laughs>
2: um,
1: <laughs> speaking of good music. My name is Georgie Stone and you're listening to Transmission on Forte Z. That's right. You're listening to Transmission on Four Triple Z. Kai and I, <laughs> um, it's just it's so vibing out with We're going to change the tone a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Going to get a bit more serious. So, Kai and I are about to have a discussion, which may require. I'm just going to uh, oh, content yeah. and trigger warning. We will be talking about things that relate to transphobic behaviour and transphobic rhetoric. Um, may come up as well. And if you are particularly sensitive about those things, maybe tune out for the next 10, 15 minutes. If you're listening to the podcast, there will be a notation with the minutes of exactly when certain segments of the show start. So you can click ahead or back or whatever you'd like. But yeah, just a warning to our listeners. Yeah. And we're gonna the topic that we're discussing is transphobic dog whistling. Why we're talking about that, Kai? Why are we talking about it?
2: Oh gosh, I mean we're talking about it partially because we covered it episodes ago and we had some people let us know that they would like more clarification and we haven't gotten around to clarifying again and also because on the weekend there was a transphobic rally. So it was there's a there's a group of so-called feminists in Brisbane who yeah, they're they're part of a set of feminism feminist in inverted commas beliefs that are... Uh, yeah, they're
1: not particularly great. Yeah, um, they're, they're
2: transphobic, they're they're exclusionary to sex workers as well. These things, they often go hand in hand. So, you know, one of many ways that sex workers and trans people are bound together in fight for rights and justice.
1: We don't like no swerves and turfs.
2: Yeah, so we just thought we'd talk about transphobic dog whistling so that we can help people notice when, you know, some people are being transphobic because it it can really fly under the radar especially if you're not well versed in
1: like looking for these particular signs as well they're also like quite subtle yeah uh, or they can be subtle so yeah would you like to explain what is dog whistling first up before we get straight into the transphobic side of things
2: so dog whistling isn't unique to any particular community you know there's there's neo-nazi dog whistles there's you know there's dog whistles for for anything that's a it's a common term that means i mean a dog a dog whistle a literal dog whistle can only be heard by dogs so it's something that seems innocuous that signals to the right people or you know the wrong people what you know that they mean something specific so if a transphobic dog whistle is something that can seem really harmless to general population but to people who are transphobic it they know what they're talking about they are saying you know i i'm one of you these are my beliefs
1: yes an example of that would be i'm an actual woman yeah Uh, Is like real woman real woman i'm a real lesbian that's Mm -hmm. another
2: real human woman is, is something that you hear often, which is just bizarre.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it talks about natal or biological men men and women as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, there's also like, I think, is it is it we have to protect women's spaces? We are protecting women and girls can be part of that as well. Yeah. As if those spaces are being, you know, infiltrated in quotations. Yeah. Which is... Which is definitely a dog whistle. Those, those, yeah, so there's that. There's also, are you intact? Questions like intact male, so on, so on, which can be a bit.
2: I thought that intact was about circumcision. Po- I thought that too. Mm. Maybe,
1: maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a, a US based thing that I'm missing out in there. No. Uh, I
0: yeah.
1: do not have anything intact there, so <laughs> I can't comment. Yeah, there's also, yeah, there's some gender critical is another thing as well. Yeah, also, if you're just mm. also following people online and stuff, an, a, a great way to check if someone is a transphobe or maybe a turf or, or a SWERF is who they follow on their social media platforms. So, you know, if they're following a particular author of a particular series that we don't mention anymore because it's evil, hmm. uh, that may be a signal to you that that person is a transphobe. That may be a signal that they also... Follow and believe that rhetoric.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, but if they're you know big Christina Applegate fans, so that's the person who wrote Animorphs. You know, like no, that's cool. That's pretty, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's also uh, something else to look She's out an for. Ally. Anything that's related to children are being forced to transition is also a turf or twer- uh, turf rhetoric.
2: It's definitely transphobic. Re- it's extremely rhetoric.
1: transphobic. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, there's also trans agenda. It's another thing.
2: Yeah, or talking about look any kind of things. S- sometimes people can't just be ignorant, and they're saying opposite gender. There are no opposites because it's not a binary, you know, or or opposite sex. But yeah, any kind of implica- implications that there are only a binary is yeah, it's generally transphobic rhetoric. And you know what? It can even this might get a little bit messy, but... <laughs> we'll do it, Sorry. <laughs> um, it can even come from within the trans community. There are some trans people who believe that there are only two genders, you know, and, and they Believing are... in the
1: gender binary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So
2: they're what get called in the community true scum because they believe there's only, yeah, two true identities, two true gender identities. And it's, it's really tragic because it's just, it shows how insidious and, and vile, you know, having the, the gender binary forced on you is, you know, Mm, that's mm. what, that's what I think it is. Oh, no,
1: I agree. I I agree with that sentiment. It's also interesting with misunderstandings and misinformation as well, because if you're only getting your source of information about trans experiences from people who are not trans, might I suggest that you are listening to the wrong people. Mm. If, if your information is not coming from the horse's mouth, so to speak, then you you're not actually getting information that's directly from that community source as well in saying that i will reference back to what kai had just said there are some people within trans community that may also not have full understandings or full perspectives trans community is very nuanced there it's not monolith we are not all the same we do not all think the same and we most definitely do not have the same transitional experiences it -hmm. is a very diverse community just like Every other community out there, there are layers. There can be hierarchical things as well. Oh yeah, there's um, some
2: awful Republican trans women or, and men and people out there, you know? Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's important to make sure that you're seeking information from a variety of sources mm-hmm. to make sure that you're getting the most diverse perspectives. And yeah, so some of the things that we've listed there are, are hopefully helpful in terms of getting more knowledge around what transphobic dog whistling sounds like and what can it appear like some places that you can check out that are really great resources for learning about trans health and trans language and dialogue and all that sort of stuff is the Trans Research Hub in Melbourne we have talked about this organization before they do predominantly look at sort of medical sides of things but they do have other resources to help you understand gender and the gender binary and then the breaking down of that so yeah i'll be putting a link up on the Transmission Facebook page so you can take a look at that at Radio with a z you can click there. There's resources for people, both allies and also part of our community, our beautiful trans and gender diverse community. Yeah. Was there anything else that you had to add?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we could <laughs> go on. We could talk about this for a while. You know, I I think specifically when we're talking about turf rhetoric. So there's there's people who are transphobic, and then there's turf. So turf is a, a a faction of you know so-called feminism. I would, I would argue, how feminist they are, because they, a common belief, is that you know, in order to be a woman, you have to be able to bear children, and you know, is that not exactly what feminism has been fighting against for like all time that we that women are not just baby carriers and but also, sex objects. Some cis
1: women cannot have children.
2: Exactly. You know, like
1: how does that? That doesn't equate to anything. Yeah, so I don't understand how that works.
2: Yeah, why why would we reduce womanhood to to that?
1: Yeah, it, it's especially because you know a lot of a lot of turf rhetoric also stems from sex and biology. Yeah, uh, uh,
2: I mean the the sex binary is also a myth. Yes. sorry to break it to you, but there are not just two sexes, and we've known that since the 90s. And the sooner that that starts becoming more. Widely understood and accepted and studied, the better all of our healthcare will be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And interestingly, a lot of um, I remember we were talking about stuff to do with sports and them trying to like police gender and in, in you know in the you know who's in the women's sport te- sporting team. Yeah, tournament. there was some. There was and some they testing they
2: did, yeah, they did in testing? like the two thousand Olympics. Was it Olympics? Yeah, I think yeah. they were testing for chromosomes. To you know, to prove what your yeah. gender really is, you gotta make um, sure you're definitely
1: a woman in quotations before then, you enter. And or then whatever. they had
2: to stop because, like, they kept on finding that so many of these athletes were actually intersex. Like, who, <laughs> so many people don't know that they're intersex because you know you you can you can be completely fertile. You can be phenotypically the gender you were assigned at birth, and so that means that all of your secondary sex like external characteristics fit that that you know gender or um, that, that sex binary that, would the, yeah what you've been assigned at birth and still have different chromosomes to what you know out there that but, yeah, science would expect f- you to have you know so like xx doesn't always mean that you're gonna have been assigned a woman at birth you know like there yes there are xy cis women out there who are fertile you know, and they didn't know until they got there. They got tested later in life for something completely unrelated.
1: Actually, in terms of intersex variation, and and this is this is important to know, there is like something like a uh, hundred million people out there that are potentially intersex. It's, oh, it's quite it's, a high statistic.
2: It's as common as redheads, and you know, but that's just that's an estimated value. I it's probably much it's higher more. than that. Mm. Yeah, but you know, like I I always think, you know, it if you were to name all of the natural hair colours that people are born with, you know, black, brown, blonde, if you were to leave out redheads, wouldn't that be scientifically inaccurate?
1: Yes. Yeah. It would be because you're missing out on
2: <laughs> stats. You a need huge stats. a huge cohort of people.
1: Yeah, so that's the equivalent, essentially. And a lot of people don't know that they're intersex or don't know, or maybe discover much later in life, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to menopausal parts and, like, aging. People discover later on in life that that was a case as well. Yeah, some even people,
2: adolescence is common too. Adolescence
1: through puberty. Some people find out when they're trying to fall pregnant. Mm. Um, and some
2: people never know.
1: And some people never know. Some people also, which is pretty common, but a trigger warning, this does involve some mutilation stuff. But there is... with there is pretty common that if a child who is intersex is born with physical traits or physical notable sex characteristics that they will the parents will then choose which gender to well, to move. I mean not, that, isn't that illegal now actually? Not
2: not just choose, they will often be pressured by the the doctors who imply that this is what is best for their child. There have been cases of doctors Implying that they will have like a higher risk of, of cancer or like, you know, life threatening conditions if these surgeries don't happen, which isn't true. And it is now illegal in Victoria, as far as I know, but it's one of those state based things. So, yeah, I, I think it's still common practice in most of Australia to have forced surgeries on intersex babies, which is just absolutely messed up. It is, yeah, it is, it is, yeah, it mm-hmm. is childhood genital mutilation, and it, it should absolutely be stopped. It causes so much trauma unnecessarily. There is nothing wrong with intersex bodies.
1: Mm, mm. Got a little sidetracked from transphobic dog whistling, but that is still very important information. I hope you all <laughs> found some cool stuff there. Well, that's um, the thing. Yeah. It's,
2: it's, all, it's all part of uh, a whole, you know? Yeah, like it's, it's
1: all interconnected.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it all stems from, uh, essentially, a lot of this stuff in terms of turf rhetoric, SWERF rhetoric, uh, uh, and transphobic you know, beliefs in general, mm. stem from sexism. It stems from the uh, a lot of imbalances between equality, essentially, which is why intersectional feminism is something that I recommend everyone looking at. It, that is, incorporates layers of both people of color, indigenous people, as well as, you know, intersex and gender diverse people. Involved in that in that conversation,
2: intersectional feminism pretty much just means that you know everyone has different experiences and everyone's perspectives are important, and you need to understand when you do not experience that perspective that you need to be listening to the people from who have that perspective, and then just kind of bringing it all together and realizing that you know our our enemy is 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 bigger than that. It's you know it's it's all stemming from the same colonial, misogynistic, patriarchal kind of place.
1: Yeah. It's all coming from that location, mm. which is a nice segue. We're going to tie that all nice back in <laughs> to make sure that what you're listening to about communities comes from that those communities directly. It is mm. important that we're listening to those people and not people repeating things or making assumptions on any news platform. Yeah. Anyway... If you'd like to know more about what we've just been discussing in terms of transphobic dog whistling and places you can access more information around that, you can head over the Transmission Facebook page at TransRadio with a Z. I'll be popping a link up there pretty soon and you can check that all out. You're listening to Transmission on 4 triple Z. My name is Ez, I use he him pronouns,
2: my name is Kai and I use they, she pronouns and I just wanted to correct that it was not Christina Applegate, the actress <laughs> who wrote Animorphs. It was Catherine Applegate, K.A. Applegate, who is the cool ally with some trans kids, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you're just like on the fly and you're like, Christina K, is yeah, this look, a Yeah, Applegate, name anyway? you
2: know, I don't know what Christina's opinions are on, on anything. Okay. <laughs> Disregard that person. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The jury is out on that one. (laughs) Um, Anywho, uh, we're actually going to go into a little segment now. I had a chat yesterday with Isla Vardy about a new EP launch, which is coming up this weekend. So I'm just going to push play on my chat with
0: Isla. My name is I love Vidi. I go by she, they, in drag, and they, she, out of drag. Just because I like to be a little little more androgynous, out of drag. Anonymous, also out of drag, because I don't want to be known. <laughs> I- What's the motivation behind being anonymous? I can go to a bar without being noticed. Um, but that's also because I'm not known, so people don't notice me anyway. <laughs> Except for the other queens, they're lovely.
1: Are you enjoying doing drag and being in those spaces?
0: Oh, uh, It's so good. It can be a bit uh, stressful sometimes, and I- I've ridden about that in the EP as well. So that's exciting. It's, it's just the same as every other community, I guess. But when you're more into like money, <laughs> money's a very stressful thing. Tell us a little bit about your new EP. So this EP, I kind of hit rock bottom um, during August, which is great because I had an assignment to complete. So this EP kind of came out of a uni assignment. Um, I was planning on recording an EP anyway. But the fact that I could just use it for an assignment was very useful. But it came from, like, a time of, like, really, like, dark moments. I had a lot of people, like, gossiping about me and how I was doing when I haven't spoken to them. And so you'll definitely get that vibe on the third track, um, Afterthought, because, yeah, I was quite upset about that. <laughs> I heard that uh, people went to other people and I was like about like my mental health struggles and they were like talking about it and trying to like weaponize it to hurt other people. And I'm like, why? <laughs> but I made sure there was like one fun song in there that was like upbeat. I mean, they're technically all kind of upbeat, but like one more poppy song, that's because I already released it before I completely had like an identity change and switched the whole vibe of the EP. It's just about my experience and struggles in the queer community as someone who um, is, I guess, trans femme, not in the in-group, but not out of it. Just kind of there. <laughs> when did you start
1: making music? Was this a new path? Part way for you creatively
0: so i actually started performing with music um before drag i started making music around about i mean i've been writing music in high school but it was never it, it wasn't good and that stuff will never be released or heard i i kind of started writing in 2020 properly and like producing for myself and that's actually when i wrote send in the clowns um so it's kind of been a long time coming for it to be there's been five versions of send in the clowns Oh no, there's six, including, because I released an acoustic, like orchestral type hybrid version of it after the first, like initial version. But yeah, I've been doing music since like 2020. And then only last year did I start experimenting with drag. I didn't um straight away, like move everything over to drag. It took like about like a month or two before I was like, okay, cool. I definitely want to keep on doing this. I mean, you can even tell my uncertainty by the fact that my first wig that I bought was a $25 hard front from online. <laughs> so so nothing spectacular but I mean it looks pretty good now. I, I recently got it styled by my drag worm. um, And it's the ones in the photos that I used for the EP cover and just my promo stuff.
1: Did you have many inspirational artists that you've looked up to to find your sound?
0: Well, I'm a massive Taylor Swift fan. It made a lot more sense when I realized that I'm not, yeah, I'm just another white woman. Um, <laughs> that's when I realized that I was like, oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Um I just need Christian to tick off the trifecta but that's not happening anytime soon but I love Taylor Swift so much obviously being a drag queen who makes music just being a queer person lady gaga <laughs> yeah I think that's really All that I can think of I definitely um, got into like Charlie XCX recently So adding in that Like kind of Hyper pop influence You can't tell it Because I completely Switched up the genre Genre How many songs Do you have on this EP? So there's three songs Because there are a few songs Once I switched genres from It was originally Going to be very pop And then it kind of Went over to rock In a way Because I messaged a friend I was like Hey can I get some nice guitar And then I decided To put like All these like Distortion on it And yeah There was originally Going to be like Five songs but then they didn't fit so we may see them later by may i mean that's definitely a heavy like we'll see them later (laughs) they're back in the vault to come out maybe next year who knows yeah a particular song that i
1: i really liked was alone can you sort of talk a little bit about through the thinking behind this particular song
0: so basically um there was this one guy once people hear them hear the song especially that first verse they'll know where i met this guy there's a little orange mask and i'm sure you. Uh, everyone can put that together i didn't really meet him because i wanted to he kept on like just messaging me yeah so that's about him it's just kind of that story he also kind of tried to get me kicked out of venue which was fun um but yeah
1: i'll be i'll be pushing play on alone for you did you have anything else that you'd like to add about this particular ep or anything that you're doing
0: i'm looking to film a lot more content about it so tuesday afternoon so this afternoon for when everyone else hears that i will be uh, releasing some videos on my instagram um like three videos because i have a grid to keep up <laughs> um and one like just big video on youtube just going into like depth about the songs just kind of sitting down my little like genius interviews um without the budget going into depth and talking about them um because yeah Yay!
1: So I'll get people to head over to your Instagram and check you out there as well, which is ilavadi I S L A V A D double E. There's also like a, a link there that you can click to access and listen to all your music that's coming out, which is super exciting.
0: All my music, all my YouTube. Um, if you want to see my cringy TikToks, head over there because they're fun and cringy. <laughs> um, and if yeah. We have to film them, we have to see them.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Cool. When does your EP launch? When is the release?
0: So it comes out this Saturday, which I'm very excited about.
1: So that'll be 5th of November. Yeah. Yes.
0: The 5th of November.
1: Thank you so much, Isla, for joining me today. Yeah, it's been fun. We're now going to listen to her track, Alone. The voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin,
2: Brisbane and beyond. Transmission on 4 triple Z brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am. Join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community.
1: Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4 triple Z. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. Z. It is coming to an end of Transmission. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns.
2: And I'm Kai, and I use they, she pronouns.
1: We are, yeah, heading off. Just wanted to do like a little special thanks to everyone who showed up to Evil Zed on Saturday night at Greaser Bar. It was probably one of the best gigs I have been to in a long time.
2: Yeah, it was really awesome, and thank you for everyone who put it on as well. It was really great. Yeah. I look forward to future gigs.
1: I want to be there every Halloween. Absolutely, that was absolutely awesome. Like, and we got to see what was my first time seeing the Snouts live, mm-hmm. and I even got to have a little brief chat. Uh, Kai and I had a little brief chat with Mel, the lead singer, afterwards, who has two beautiful trans children, and talked a little bit about uh, with us about how they provide space for their kids and just, just and the, their
2: kids friends and their kids know. friends, yeah. yeah. So if you're you're a cool parent out there, thank you as well for providing spaces for your trans kids and their friends. It's really important. It saves lives.
1: It saves lives. 100% saves lives. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good
2: morning. Stay dry.
1: Stay dry. We'll see you next week.
2: Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4ZZZ.